Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. You're listening to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. I'm Dan Hansen, and I'm here today with Dan Altina, president of Repco Light Paints. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. How's your Saturday going so far? It's really awesome. Yeah, really awesome so far. It's a little bit weird this week. Dan is going to be here for this segment and the last segment of the show. And then in the middle, Haley is still here. See, we, re- we record the show. We talk about that all the time. And we recorded the middle chunk of the show earlier in the week, and Haley felt just fine. And then a virus hit her during the week. She was unable to get here. And, Under the weather, so... Yeah, and I'm not capable of carrying the water on my own. I need somebody to help. So Dan's here <laughs> to help emotional me, support. Help That's me get through. Right, emotional support. Anyway, Haley is not having her baby. For all those people who are wondering, that's coming, but not yet. Today on the show, we've got a number of different things. At the end of the show, Dan and I will talking, be talking about gutters, eaves trough. I ran into a situation that I don't want anybody out there to run into, So we're going to cover all of that. Haley and I will be talking with Kevin Herman from Benjamin Moore about Element Guard, a brand new exterior paint from Benjamin Moore. It prices out really well, and it does a number of remarkable things that I don't know there's a lot of products that make some of the claims that Element Guard's making. Right. It's pretty unique. Pretty unique. We're going to talk about that. If you've got exterior painting coming up this spring, late in the fall, you're maybe going to get at it. Honestly, even throughout the year, you're going to want to at least know about this product. Element Guard, we'll be talking about that. We'll also be talking about worm farming, believe it or not. Worm farming? Yeah, from the old country, Dan. What old country? Little tractor. I'm not sure. No, (laughs) Haley pitched this topic, and I just roll with it now because she's really stubborn. She'll dig in, and normally these things pan out. It's a good topic. She puts so much energy and drive into worm farming that I think she just... It exhausted her. Yeah, brought her system down and the virus was able to attack. <laughs> anyway, worm farming, that's coming up. But first, before we get to all of that, let's talk about surge protectors. Now, Haley had, you know, this was a Haley topic. She pitched it because she had a personal experience. A friend of hers in one of these recent uh, lightning storms that we had lost all kinds of appliances in her home. And I was kind of sad that Haley wasn't here because that's all I knew about that story, and that doesn't really tell a very good story. I'd have to make stuff up to really, right. you know, Which fill in the, the gaps. Past. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not opposed to filling in the gaps, but I'd prefer not to. And so, Dan, I was telling you that, and you said, oh, that, that same yeah. thing happened to you. Yeah. What well, happened? It's really pretty crazy. About five or six years ago, I a big lightning storm. Uh, just happened to be looking out the window when a bolt of lightning hit the power line right outside of my house, and I watched this fireball come down the line into our house and poof, everything went dark. Everything goes dark. So you watched the literal fireball. I did. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. How I cool was it, Dan? <laughs> cool in retrospect. At the moment, it was like, maybe. wow. It was like scary. the movies. Yeah, right. Yeah. So did you rush outside to. Yeah, make sure it wasn't smoldering or something like that, which it wasn't. So you um, were able quickly to decide that your house was not going to burn to the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I would have been, that would have been it for me for about a week. Yeah, no, I was, well, it was raining hard too. So, you mm. know, any Even fire then, that starts get washed I'd out. I'd be in the sure. attic with a fire extinguisher just <laughs> waiting for three or four days in a row first. So anyway, you decided that's not on fire. Yeah. And now you don't know the extent of it. Yeah, everything's dark. Power's out. Power comes but back on. But when the power on. comes back on, then I realize that pretty much anything with an electronic circuit board, you know, TV, computer, phone system, uh, microwave oven, all shot, all fried. 
How about insurance? That, that's my first thought. Yeah, right. Insurance you know, is going to... I'll, I'll just call insurance and, and make They'll all right. write us a big fat check. That's what insurance right. companies like to do, right? Well, there's oh, a thing called broken. a deductible. Oh, that's always the problem. Yeah, it? that was the problem in my case. My stuff wasn't nice and new enough <laughs> <laughs> that it would reach the threshold of needing to invoke insurance. So right. it came out of pocket. So insurance would have covered it. Yeah, if it had been more extensive or if I yeah, had more nicer stuff. The, yeah. the... Or a lower deductible. Yeah, right. Yeah. But you were trying to skimp and save some How often there. does this happen? I know, not often yeah. enough, but when it does. But then it's often enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so that's what we want to talk about. Yeah, how do you stop that? And the thing is, it is preventable Yeah. in in. Really, Simply. pretty much, yeah, be a very simple solution. Now, there's a bigger solution. That's why I'm stumbling. I'm trying to figure out which to go with first. Surge protectors yeah. is really one of the, the big solution here. Now, there are whole home surge protectors that you can have installed by an electrician. They'll come in, put that in, and now the whole house is protected. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. That's out there. Whole home surge protectors, we understand it's out there. Now, let's talk about more simple DIY solutions. Yeah. And I think there's probably a bunch of people right now. I know my dad is sitting there nodding in his little chair thinking, I'm good. I've got all these little surge protectors all over the house. Those things with the six plugs on them, they're plugged in everywhere, right? Yeah. Those aren't surge protectors no, necessarily. Not necessarily. Right. right. They could be power strips, which is likely what dad bought because power strips are the cheapest things. Yeah, right. So why would I buy the $25 thing when I can buy the $8 thing? Right. Those $8 things generally are not going to protect about against something like what you dealt with, right? right? No, not at all. So keep that in mind. A power strip is not a surge protector. A power strip is just a glorified extension cord. It gives you a bunch of little plugs and then one easy on and off switch. That's the value of those. Now, they, they will give you some protection. There's fuses in some of them. Right. But it's, it's limited. Still, it's not like what a surge protector will do. A surge protector is going to cost more. Not much more, though. Probably 10 15 bucks more. Right. But that literally will protect everything that's plugged into that. Yeah. And that's what you could have done, Dan. I know. I should have done that, especially with the more expensive things. You know, the TV, the computer. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. So take a look around the home, you know, just make sure. I don't know what everybody else has. I know I've got a couple of power strips that I'm using as surge protectors as well. You're thinking they're surge protectors I and they're not. I just didn't think about it. And so I'm going to swap those out because I know this stuff doesn't happen very often, but really once is enough and I'd like to avoid it if I can. We'll put links in the show notes with some more info if you want to check that out. Now, all right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'll be in the studio with Haley talking about worm farming. I won't. (laughs) Dan won't, but he'll be listening with rapt attention. I will. That's all coming up next. Stick around. And we're back, and we're going to talk about worm farms. Worm farming, (laughs) worm farmers from the old country. All kinds of things like that. You're listening to the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. (laughs) And yeah, I can't believe it, but that's what we're going to talk about. Haley pitched a worm farming segment to me. It was was a Haley topic. Yeah, and I said, you know what? You've had some good ones in the past that I thought were ridiculous. People liked my compost topic. A couple couple people liked it, let's be honest. We got some good feedback. They were important people, so it mattered. (laughs) So let's talk about worm farming. I've yeah. got a bazillion questions. Mm-hmm. I didn't let you tell me exactly what it is. Right. But let's start with, I guess, there's so, how and there's why. Let's start with like, why. why. Is it? Yeah, there's why, a lot of questions. Why would I worm farm? This is essentially 
a small scale way to compost. So we're back on the composting topic. Yep. Another one of Haley's. So you just live in this zone. I just think there's a lot of options, you know, and we should explore all of them. All right. (laughs) If you don't want to have a big compost pile outside, there are other things out there that you can do. All right. You know, because it's cool. You get to fertilize your garden with compost. You get to reduce the amount of food waste that you have. And it's just kind of a cool project. I think especially the worm farm is a cool DIY project to do with like young kids over the summer. It's like a good science project. They could all be little worm farmers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like something my dad would call us. All you little worm farmers, get over here. Right? I'm just picturing like Phil and Lil from Rugrats now, but we're going to move on. (laughs) All right. So we're all going to become little worm farmers. Haley's going to help us. It's fun for kids. It's a DIY kind of a thing. Yes. And it helps you produce a bunch of compost, get rid of some food scraps. Exactly. And have some fun along the way. Yeah. That's the why. That's the why. How? So the first thing that you need besides worms is a place to keep them, right? You need your bin. And this bin, you can either buy, you know, online, you can buy them for like 100 to $200. Okay, there's <laughs> got to be a cheaper option for somebody like me. Yes. Or you could just buy three five-gallon buckets. Super simple. Okay. Way cheaper so just than spending $200. Plastic five-gallon pails. Plastic five-gallon We've buckets. got them at Repcolite. Yep. So all you ambitious worm farmers... Come on down to Repcolite. Come on down. We can help you out. So three buckets. You need three buckets. Buy a lid, you know. The lid comes with the buckets. You don't have to buy the lid separate. Okay. Well, you only need one. Saving you money at that point. Yeah. Leave the other other two with us and we'll use those for other people. (laughs) Everybody makes money on this one. Perfect. Okay. So three buckets and one lid for sure. Yes. And so these buckets are stacked. So essentially you have three trays that you're rotating over time. That's kind of how you can think of it. Okay. So your bottom bucket's always going to be for drainage. You know, it's going to collect all of the wet stuff that isn't going to stay inside of your compost. Okay. okay. So you're going to drill some holes in the bottom of that second bucket that's sitting on top of the drainage bucket. So I've got the drainage bucket on the Mm -hmm. very bottom, the basement of this stack that we've created. Yep. And there's only one lid, so the buckets must just slide into each other. Exactly. Yep, the lid on top. Stacked on top. Bottom bucket, no holes at all, no drainage at all. That's just a regular bucket yep. ready to go. That collects exactly. all this drainage and stuff. Yes. The next bucket that slides into that, the middle bucket, that's the one where I drill some holes in. There are going to be holes in the bottom of that bucket, and they should be fairly small holes. You don't want the worms to pass through those. It's just to collect they that drainage. They should not go to the basement. No. That is don't off them limits. Don't go to the basement. Okay, so a bunch of little holes? <laughs> yeah, a bunch okay. of little holes. For drainage. Yep. But not big enough for the worms. Exactly. Okay. So in your next bucket, the one that's got the holes in the bottom that yep. we were just talking about, That one, the way that you start your worm farm is actually with some damp newspaper, funny enough. (laughs) That's what they like to live in as their worm bedding. Not dirt. Not dirt. See, I would have assumed it was dirt. I know. Call me crazy. But it turns out that putting the topsoil in the bucket with the food scraps and the worms will ultimately create too much heat for them to live in. Oh, I'll cook my worms. Exactly. You could cook your worms. Like a bunch of little hot dogs. (laughs) So don't use topsoil. You have to use shredded newspaper. Just and any newspaper. You They're have to picky avoid about the... um, color printing. Oh, they are picky. Yeah, they oh, don't like the joke. dyes and the inks. Okay. All right. <laughs> so it needs to be black and white newspaper, and you're going to shred it up and get it damp because they like to live in an environment that's about 75% water. 
Okay. Once you've got that bedding made in your bucket, you can add your worms. Now, you want a specific type of worm. You okay. can't just like get worms from I your yard. Can't <laughs> dig them up out of the yard for nope. free. Exactly. So buy them. You do have to buy the worms. So you can buy like twelve hundred worms, which is typically what people are starting. Twelve hundred yeah, worms. Twelve hundred worms. That caught me. I didn't catch that at first. <laughs> That's a lot of worms. It's a lot of worms. There are smaller packages that you can buy, um, and they will reproduce over time. So eventually, your population is going to grow. But yeah. Yeah. If you're a big successful rancher, you're going to have millions <laughs> of worms. So I buy my 1,200 worms, yep. I get them into my newspaper, mm-hmm. and do I, when do I start adding food? Can I start dumping food on top of them? I'm assuming right away. Not They're ready immediately, to go. which is funny. Not so, immediately. Yeah, you want to buy red worms. They're also known as manure worms. Oh. <laughs> They're just, they're good well, that's at nice. living in or making the manure. Okay. Oh. <laughs> they're named appropriately. Yes, exactly. So these red worms are just really... The fastest at eating and giving you the compost, so that's why you wouldn't. They're nature's to get... perfect machine. Exactly, these They're manure worms. Good little garbage disposals. So you buy some red worms, you put them in the newspaper. You know, you want them covered up a little bit, make them nice and comfy in there, and then they're just going to make their home for about two weeks before you can start adding food. So I have to let them sit and do their thing. Mm-hmm. You can check on them still. Make sure the newspaper. Do I is have staying to check on them. Damp. Probably should. Sounds like I should. <laughs> <laughs> these are like pets, Dan. Okay. You're going you're gonna to name them. You're never going to cuddle with these. <laughs> if you are cuddling with your worms from the worm farm, there's a problem. <laughs> All right. So I'll check on them, but I'll let yeah. them go two weeks. Exactly. I'll make sure that the, the moisture content of the paper is right. exactly perfect for them. Perfect. All right. Then after two weeks, I can start you dumping can food start on top? adding food. You just don't want to add food too quickly or, you know, every day you – Kind of hold on to your food scraps, keep them in a little a bucket or something like that. You can have one of those little compost containers on your counter that has the filter so it doesn't stink everything up. But then at the end of the week, add that food to your worm bin where they're <laughs> living. And over the course of that next week, they're going to break that stuff down really quickly. Um, that's why you don't get the smell with the worm farm. Because they're breaking it down so fast. Exactly. It doesn't have time to rot. So it's not that smelly. So all the juicy goodness goes and drips through to the bottom, right. the basement. Other compost stays in that middle. Exactly. What's the third bucket for? So the third bucket is for when you've been running your worm farm long enough that you're running out of space. And they've also digested all of that food and newspaper to the point where it's They're eating the newspaper just, too? Yes, they'll okay. eat that too. Okay. So that's all getting mixed in. And once it all looks like it's just dirt, essentially, just compost ready for your garden, you want to migrate them up to the third bucket. Okay. So that- How do I get them? To- is this the cattle drive that I was hoping <laughs> yes, for? Yes, this is your cattle drive. Okay. So I'm going to get them up to the... They'll How am I going to do that? Really naturally. So that third bucket is also going to have some holes in the bottom. These holes are going to be large enough for the worms to actually pass through. Okay. So right? is that third bucket on the whole time? It doesn't have to be. Okay. So right? that will go on later. Yeah. And that goes on top with holes big enough for them to pass through. Exactly. So I, I'm imagining that I put newspaper and stuff in that one too. So the third bucket that you just put on top of the whole stack, you'll put some fresh bedding in that newspaper and you'll add fresh food scraps. They'll naturally migrate towards the fresher bedding in the food scraps 
and it'll take them about two weeks to probably make that journey completely. It's a long way to go if you're a worm, right? (laughs) You don't have legs. I mean, yeah. You've got to slither. Yeah. They figure it out eventually. So they'll get up there and then you'll just be left with that second bucket that they were living in originally with all of your nice compost that's ready for the garden. So then I can remove that bucket and dump that into the garden. I'm sure some worms will stay in that bucket. Yeah. You're probably not going to separate everything out. There might be like some worm eggs left in that bucket too that you don't know about. It's fine. It's good for your garden too, right? Right. There'll be worm loss, Yeah, but they'll have made new worms at some point. Blah, blah, blah. Now, um, you get little critter containers, Mm -hmm. and there's little holes popped in the tops for air. Sure. Do the worms need air? Do they get air from somewhere? Yes. How does that part work? So on all of the buckets, I should have said this, um, like just below where the lid would sit, so Mm -hmm. around the rim, you're going to drill some little eighth-inch holes all along the rim of the bucket. Okay. So they do need air. They do need air. You want some air flow, right? Gotcha. You don't want to be super hot and stagnant in there. It'd probably be gross for them. All right. So then they transfer up to that first bucket now, the top bucket, through the bigger holes that are drilled into the bottom of that one. They make their home there. I dump food in there. Yeah. And the process just keeps repeating. Exactly. So that's how you're getting the compost from your room farm. You're putting it in your garden. That bottom bucket that's been, you know, collecting the drainage, that's essentially compost tea that we've talked about before. So it's a really good thing to spray on your plants. Yeah, don't drink it, but <laughs> spray drink. it. It's not tea like that. No. You'll only drink it once if you do. <laughs> <laughs> so you put it in a little spray bottle and don't confuse that with your Windex. No, it would be would look pretty different colors. Terrible yeah. on your mirrors. <laughs> that would be right? <laughs> All right, let's put links in the show notes. Because you've got a lot of info that will really walk yes. people through some visuals. Exactly. So There's step-by-step directions. Just remember, you know, the last thing I'll say is that the worms need to live in pretty temperate weather. So 60 to 80 degrees is how they like to, to live. And that probably requires you putting them in your basement or garage. But you don't think they're going to escape. No. Because they're, they're not going to get out. No, they don't want to. All exactly. their food is in there. It, it'd be... So you won't have a worm outbreak in your home, and there's no stink. There's no stink. Worm farming. Yeah. If you need compost or you got extra food or you just want to have a fun little DIY summer project with the kids. Right. It's Haley approved, (laughs) right? Yes. And we've got links in the show notes. All right, it's time for a quick break. Grand Rapids listeners, you're going to get news and weather. Detroit listeners, you're going to get a Repco Light Rewind. And then when we're all back together again, we'll be in the studio with Kevin Herman from Benjamin Moore talking about Element Guard. It's a brand new exterior paint from Benjamin Moore, and it's going to solve a ton of problems. We'll cover all of that next. Stick around. And we're back. You're listening to the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. I'm Dan Hansen. I'm Haley Johnson. We're talking about spring weather a little bit in terms of painting. Right. We're not crabbing this time. We've spent a fair amount of time this <laughs> right. past March and early April crabbing about spring weather. Dan has really gotten his punches in. I have. I've been really annoyed. And I apologize to the weather and to everybody who's sick of listening to the rants. And I'm going to just be happy because I'm going to get what I'm going to get. I'm going to like it. It's like when I and feed the kids something. Like, you know, you get what you get. Progress. Right. I think we are. Yes. Right. So I get what I get. I'll be happy with it. Good. Right. But with that said, with the spring weather, we get a lot of, you know, we'll get a good day and a right. lot of us want to get outside and we really get the the bug 
to do some of that painting, get some of those projects wrapped up. You know, I know there are people I've I've talked to some who are already thinking about getting their deck done. Right. You know, we had a nice day here and there. That's what's on our minds. Start getting the itch. There's definitely some things to think about. Yes, you can get out there and get some of these these things done soon. Soon. But is now the right time? We're going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about a brand new product from Benjamin Moore. And to help us do that, you probably just heard that little thump. That was our guest <laughs> hitting the table <laughs> with his his fists. Kevin Herman from Benjamin Moore, thanks for being here. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. <laughs> Happy Saturday. Kevin yeah. sounds so beaten down. Oh, no. I'm not allowed to touch anything. I know. I have See, to keep my mouth really close to the mic. I, we've got a lot of rules in our studio. We've got a Bone new. is off the table. We've got a silent. Exactly. We've got a new table. And every time Kevin pounds it with his fists, and, and he seems to do that on a regular basis to make I his hit it points. By accident. Well, they're like periods for him. Right. Like he, he just punctuates to, yeah. <laughs> every sentences, sentence with that. So anyway, he's been warned. So he's sitting here almost, Haley said it's almost like he's swaddled. Yeah. We're going to have to put him in like a straight jacket. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying, trying to be good, but he did bump the table. Kevin, we appreciate you tolerating all of our rules. Yeah. Uh, if I can keep them all straight, we'll be in good shape. All right. Let's talk about Element Guard. Benjamin Moore has a number of other exterior products out there. Mm-hmm. There's Regal Select Exterior. There's Aura Exterior. Right. Why in the world do we need another one? You know, what are we getting with Element Guard? Mm. What we're getting with Element Guard is is something that we don't have with the other two. The 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 Aura and the Regal Select are some of our best products. They're our biggest sure. sellers. Um, for people that are looking for the ultimate and the best product they possibly can put in their house, those are the ones. What they don't offer us is the ability to paint early in the season reliably and later in the season as reliably. Or even if your painting window doesn't line up with and the weather isn't cooperating. So Element Guard is made for low temp applications down to 35 degrees. And it also has extreme early moisture resistance. So 60 minutes after you've applied it, if it rains, you're okay. Okay, what does what does that look like compared to other products? Because for you, for us, you know, yeah, we live with like, paint. Okay, we know what that means, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the average listener, how, you know, you you buy Regal Select exterior, or you know, pretty much any comparable type exterior paint. You put yep. it on. What do you want to see in regards to rain? When do you want to next see rain? Once you've put that new that well, paint we'd on, we'd like it to go overnight. Right. Typically, without heavy precipitation, and it doesn't have to be. Rain. It could be heavy dew. Heavy dew. Sure. Yeah. High humidity. All those things um, can cause a problem with exterior paints. Water is the solvent that keeps it wet in the can, and right. if, unless it's had a chance to cure up a little bit, dry. Yeah. Then it's still susceptible to water. So you can have things like surfactant leaching, which we've talked about before. Right. But fun. just to clarify, because not everybody listens every single week, Kevin. Not not what? like you. They they miss <laughs> weeks from time to time. So yeah. surfactant leaching. They sounds, always make it a point. I try to make that <laughs> argument myself. Yeah. But I live in the real world, and I know that's not possible. So surfactant leaching. So surfactants are a chemical component in latex paint, right. most paints. And it's it's definitely a component of colorant. And what surfactants do is kind of help everything mix together uniformly. Um, they make everything play nicely. Yeah. So they're important yeah. in yeah. the process. Important. They're water-soluble, 
But once the paint is applied, once everything's mixed and the paint's applied, they really don't serve any purpose. Sure. So they dry in the film. They don't evaporate out. And if you get a lot of moisture on the paint film shortly after it's applied, those surfactants can come out in a rush. Instead of wearing away you know, over, over time, time where you never even notice it's happening, right. it happens overnight. And so you have you can have silvery streaks that can be yellowish and amber colored. They're, they discolor the surface. They kind of make it look mottled. Um, it's not doesn't look uniform and doesn't look good. No, no normally, normally it yeah. can be wiped off. Yeah, and yeah, it's they're not water soluble. So. Damaging nope. the, the paint film. Nope. But it, it is something that freaks people out. Yeah, it's appearance. And it happens exterior wise. We see it all the time in spring, yep. fall painting. You see it in bathrooms. In bathrooms a lot. You know that's why we have bath and spa, which doesn't do that. Right. So let's get back to Element Guard. You're looking for a 24 hour window at the very least with normal exterior paints before yeah, you've got moisture, heavy overnight. Moisture. Over overnight. Okay. Yep. Element Guard. You're saying how many 60 minutes? 60 minutes. Yeah. 60 minutes. So even if it downpours. Mm-hmm. An hour after I've painted this. Mm-hmm. We're good. We're good. So wow. no for surfactant leaching. No and for bubbling, the record, your rich, name no. again was? <laughs> Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Herman from yeah. Benjamin Moore. So the lab is pretty confident that uh, this product works. We have all kinds of test data. It's available on the data sheets. Well, that passes the three STM tests that have to do with early moisture resistance. Well, that's works really, 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 well. really remarkable. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a remarkable claim. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really opens up the possibilities for when you can paint, obviously. You know, it, especially because I feel like, I don't know if they're getting worse at predicting weather or because <laughs> we have apps that we can constantly check, but I feel like... <laughs> They're very inaccurate sometimes, the weather predictions. Yeah, I'd say 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I could get it right that often. Exactly. Right. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyway, surfactant leaching, not a big concern with Element Guard. Mm -mm. You've got much more protection in that regard. Yep. Rain, even heavy rain, 60 minutes after it's been painted on the wall, on the, on the Typhoon's surface. probably out of the question. Gotcha. Yeah. But enough, that, yeah. that's really pretty amazing. How are contractors and people who do exterior work, I mean, how are they responding to this? Because I know you've been talking to a lot of contractors mm-hmm. about it. They have to be really intrigued with this. Yeah, I think uh, you know, there's quite a bit of loyalty for Aura and then Regal Select. So uh, people have used those reliably for years. They're not necessarily going to change all of their business over to Element sure. Guard. But I think... They are excited about the fact that they can get out and paint earlier in the season, later in the season, and then more confidently during the season when the weather is going to be kind of iffy. Because think... you make those plans way ahead of time. You know, yeah. you schedule these jobs way far out, and then you get to the week, and you're just hoping that things are going to cooperate sometimes. Right. Well, even as a homeowner, I, I don't know how many people I've talked to where, you know, they'll they'll take a vacation. This mm-hmm. is their spring vacation, right? summer vacation, a fall <laughs> vacation, and they're going to paint the house. That's how they're going to get it done. And if the weather doesn't cooperate, it's you know, it's bummer. really, really frustrating. Yeah, and right. this gives you, it's not a complete safeguard against that. You're sure. not painting in the rain. No. Right? No, no, not, doing not that. good. <laughs> but it really, really helps. So yeah. Element Guard, available at all of the RepcoLite locations. And it's for contractors and it's for regular mm-hmm. DIYers. It's really a, a product available all for everybody. All the colors that we manufacture. All the Quality-wise, you know, you talked about Aura exterior being top of the line. Right. Where does Element Guard fit in the mix so, here? Um, you know, Aura is our best. 
longest lasting color, most flexible film, uh, most breathable, all those things, uh, highest building. And then Regal Select would be our best seller. Um, that is comes in two different finishes. One, there's an Alcad modified acrylic, which is fantastic adhesion. That's what we saw the most of, sure. even over chalky surfaces. The other one's a high build. So if you want to put on more paint with less coats, uh, that's great. This one falls in just comes in just below those two, and uh, it's 100% acrylic. So it's, it's also a very nice product, and it has our Gen-X color, and so the color retention is much better than anything else that's out there. All right. Awesome. So Element Guard. Let's talk in the last little bit that we've got, a couple minutes, spring painting window. You know, And let's say you know, if you're using Element Guard, that's going to open the window a little further. Sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Kevin, when do we start painting? When can we start getting out there? What are we looking for when we're making that decision? Well, we want for, for Element Guard, the air temp has to be 35 degrees and not dropping. Right. Right. It's not going to go below that within a no, certain period of time. No, if it hits 32 degrees, water freezes, and these are latex products. That's not a good thing. Right. Um, the other thing, the surface temperature has to be above 35 degrees. For how long? You know, okay. we've got an, a 60-minute— go, overnight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that we still want to see overnight on mm-hmm. that. All right. So I'm looking for that. Moisture-wise, we've already covered that. Twenty. You want to have 24 hours of dry time if you're using regular paint, mm-hmm. if you're using Element Guard— 60 minutes? 60 minutes, and it's resistant to rain. It it uh, dries and cures a little differently. All right. You still want to make surface. sure that it's going on a dry surface, though, right? Like, that's yes, still yeah. very Common important. Common paintbrush. Clean, dry, and dull. <laughs> all right. All of that. When should I start in the mornings? When can I? When should I quit in the afternoons, evenings? Is well, there a basic or a general? Generally, what we've always told people over the years is start later in the morning when it's cooler. Mm-hmm. Finish up earlier in the evening. So it doesn't have a chance to get too cold. With this, you're going to probably be paying a little bit more attention to the hourly temperature predictions, right? So once it hits 35 degrees, we're good to go with okay. this. What other products, maybe I want want you to wait a little longer. All right, all right. It's a little warmer. And yeah, with Element Guard, we're not as worried about the moisture, the heavy dew, and stuff like that coming later. That really is a big deal. Yeah. And I would think this time of year, if I'm going to be doing any painting or fall painting exterior-wise, mm-hmm. to me it seems like why would I do something else? Yeah. I mean, because that's such a huge plus. I know that I'm getting other things with Aura Exterior and Regal Select, mm-hmm. but man, that's a big plus. If you want to paint with confidence and the weather's going to be a little iffy, yeah, this is the one to use. All right. Element Guard, you can find out more about that by stopping out at any Repcolite location and asking Kevin Herman from Benjamin Moore. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks. Thank not you. calling it Elephant Guard this time. No. <laughs> See, now you can't say that because I did that in all the lead-ups to this interview. I couldn't get it right. Elephant oh, Guard. Goodness. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, no I did so well. I was such Somebody a professional. Had to say it. it was right there. Yeah. If you want to know more about Elephant Guard, <laughs> stop out at any Repcolite. Thanks, Kevin. All right. Bye. All right. We'll be back in just a few minutes, and when we are, we're taking the whole show to the gutter. That's all coming up next. Stick around. And we're back. You're listening to the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. I'm Dan Hansen, and Dan Altina's sitting across from me, not Haley. We covered that in the beginning part of the show. She's just not feeling well, has not had a baby yet. Right. The we'll baby let you know. is coming, though, and when the baby does arrive and Haley's gone for, I think she's going to be gone An eternity, It's going to feel like an eternity. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to make that eternity feel longer because (laughs) Haley's replacement is going to be Dan, right? Yeah. Aren't we all excited? Yeah, I'm excited. That'll be fun. Dan was on the show a year and a half, two years ago when Betsy left. Right. 
So I when I, in. yeah, when I, I've, to. whenever I've done whatever I do that makes these people who are my co-hosts leave for an extended period of time, <laughs> Dan steps in. Yeah. To kind of tolerate me until they can get back and maybe it's deal with me. It's a mutual again. kind of tolerance thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try to tolerate <laughs> you too. Anyway, that's coming up. We'll have more information when when that all happens and we'll cheer Haley's new baby on and all Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Right now let's talk about last segment of the day. Let's talk about gutters. I said at the end of last segment that I was taking it to the gutter, not the moral gutter. At least the we hope not, right? Eve's trough gutter. Yeah, Eve's trough gutter. Let's go to that gutter. And the reason I want to talk about it is because I had a problem this past couple of weeks. We had all that rain, yeah. and I was getting ready for bed. It was midnight. I remember that. And I'm getting ready to go to bed, and one of the kids was sitting there looking at their phone, and they said, you know how much rain we had in the last couple of days? I said, no, I don't know. And they told me X number of inches, which blew my mind. I didn't know we had that much rain. Instantly, I thought about my basement. Maybe it's flooded right now. Right. In my old house, it would be. Right. There are always really sad days when we get lots of rain. So I thought, I'm going to just check on it before I go to bed. I know it's fine because the new house doesn't do that. And then I can go to bed and sleep like the angels, right? Sleep right. in peace. So I go down, check a couple rooms, and everything's good. Then I thought, I better take a peek into the crawl space just to make sure. And I look in there, and lo and behold, there's water coming in the crawl space. Boxes are sitting in water, and all my boxes of goodies and golf clubs and carpet scraps. Oh, Oh, what a mess. What a mess. So I'm crawling through there because I can't just leave it. How do you go to bed at that point? Right, knowing all your stuff's getting wet. Going to have to deal with that in the morning. I might as well deal with it now. So I get it all kind of cleaned up or moved away, and I'm thinking about what the problem is. What in the world could be happening? Does my foundation have a problem? You know, are there, are there waves crashing against the house outside <laughs> that I didn't know about? Now I go outside the next morning and I look at the eaves trough and the gutters are full. Full of leaves. Full of leaves. Gunk. It's full of winter gunk. Now I do clean them. I'm, I'm pretty good about that. I've got a lot of trees in the yard and I clean the eaves trough usually at the end of fall, which I did this, this past fall. And then normally I get out in the early spring and get them one more time. Well, this early spring has... It's just been really dragging. It's been such a bad early spring. So cold. I've crabbed about it a bunch. You don't like it either, do you? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even know how to... I wouldn't dare hook up a hose because it's probably going to freeze overnight. Right. Right. So I have not gotten out there and done that, and now it bit me. I am sure that there are other people out there right now in my situation, and I don't want this happening to you. Now, if you're a listener and you're thinking and saying to yourself or your wife or whoever, I did that already... Well, you're a spectacular. Yeah, right. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah, the rest of us need to listen up and get out there and get them cleaned. Now, do you have gutters at your house, Dan? Do you need to get them cleaned? I do, but I have gutter helmet. Okay. Which is uh, helpful. You know, I would like that. Yeah, it's not without its problems. Okay. Well, I think that when you're back on the show, when Haley is on maternity leave, let's dig into those to the gutter gutter guards and things like that, because I've looked at some of that too. We'll dig into that on another episode. Right Right now, let's just focus on getting those gutters cleaned because now's the time to do it. I'm looking at the weather. It might start raining tomorrow, this afternoon. It's supposed to start raining tomorrow. Of course, we're we're recording this on Thursday, April 13. So who knows what the weather has done in between. (laughs) At this point, it's looking really clear, but rain on Sunday. so. So get out there and get them cleaned. I just did mine. And it's great right now to get them cleaned out. Mine normally hold a lot of water. I've got a lot of trees in the yard. And when I've got gunk in there, and then if it rains like it has, normally those things are really gooey. and it doesn't and, dry out. Yeah, they're, they're pretty gunky for a long time. Right now, they're bone dry. 
easy to clean. So what I like to do is I get on the roof. I've got a ranch so I can get out there pretty easily. And I've got an ego leaf blower, a battery powered. I've got an ego, Dan. <laughs> I is didn't know that. To you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, I've got an ego battery powered leaf blower and we've talked about them on the show. Haley has an ego push lawnmower. Oh yeah. And Kevin Herman from Benjamin Moore, who was just on in the last segment, has an ego riding lawnmower. Wow. A battery and rider. And he loves it. He says it's faster than his gas powered lawnmower and better. Nice. Wah, wah, wah. Is that so? <laughs> we covered that in another segment. I've got the battery-powered leaf blower, and it's great. I love the thing. And one of my big uses for it is cleaning out the gutters. I can just walk around the edge of the roof, blow them right out. Nice and quick. Everything's great. That's one way. If you can get on your roof, if you feel comfortable doing that, get out there and do that. If that's not you, just get a good stepladder and get a little scoop. There's those little gutter scoops that will run right through there. Scoop it all out, chuck it on the ground, deal with it later. Just get it out of your gutters and make sure the downspouts are good too. Yeah. That's important. Right. I saw um, a robot, a gutter robot. Wow. That will just ride right through there. I think that's about as dumb as it gets, but it's out there. Gutter robots. Somebody, I, I there was a review, one review, a little old lady said, it worked really well for my husband. It only got stuck four times. <laughs> so, Perfect. Anyway, I wouldn't recommend that. Another thing that people like to use, I see it all over the internet, and you were asking me about it a little bit, they'll use high-pressure hoses. Right. Like, like, And I had one. Like this wand thing. Exactly that. I had that wand. Dad gave that to me, and I think he gave it to me as a joke. <laughs> he didn't make it out like it was a joke, but it turned out to be a joke. It's got a little gooseneck, so it will... I can stand on the ground. Yeah, which is a plus. Right. I had to get a ladder, because I'm me. But normal height people could probably just stand on the ground and, you know, hook it right over into the gutter, turn it on, and the power jet of water will just blast all the gunk away. Well, blast it straight onto your head. Oh, really? Literally. I hit that, turned it on. I'm looking up to see what I'm of doing. Of course. And just this wave of filth comes out <laughs> of the gutter straight into my face, my open mouth. Oh, my. It was terrible. Absolutely oh. terrible. And so much mess. I've in, you know put so much water into it at that point. I'm blasting water because it sprays all over the place. I'm it's hitting I, the siding of the I'm house. I'm blowing the it roof. up under the shingles a little oh, bit. Oh yeah. I wouldn't bring a lot of water and do it that way. I think the leaf blower is the best way to go. If you're going to use a hose, be careful. You know you don't want to blow it under the shingles. You're going to create a lot of mess. It is good to get water up there to see that the downspouts are working. Right. That's all good. Anyway, get the gutters cleaned out. One last little. Little tidbit for you. You know, be safe with your ladder, be safe on the roof, all of those things. One last thing, look for bird nests this time of year. Oh. I didn't see one, oh. and I still feel really bad about the end result of that. So watch for that stuff. Yeah. All right, that's all the time we've got. We're going to wrap it up. If you want to catch this one again, you can find it online at repcolite.com. Whatever you do today makes your paints a part of it. The Repcolite stores are all open, waiting to help. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Dan Altino. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.